I'm Glenn Wheeler, and this is Mi'kmaq Matters, a podcast about Mi'kmaq people, politics, land, and water. Thanks for your support via patreon.com and email transfer, mi'kmaq.matters at gmail.com. We're live. For Indigenous people and many lands, not only here on Turtle Island, but all across the north to Greenland and beyond, the caribou was the source of survival and warmth. It provided food to eat and clothing to wear. The Inu, in what is now known as Labrador and Quebec, honored the caribou and those who hunted them. They sewed caribou skin coats that the hunters wore. The coat was a way to communicate with the caribou spirits, and to give strength to the Inu hunters. The caribou skin coat was the connection between the people and the animal. As with so many indigenous people, the Inu lost much of their sacred property to colonizers. There are few caribou skin coats around these days. But as of this month, there was one more after an unusual finding that we'll tell you about in this episode with our guest Jody Ashini, the Heritage and Cultural Guardian for the Inu Nation. As you will hear, for decades the coat has been sitting in a freezer across the river from the Inu community of Sheheji in the Labrador Heritage Museum in Northwest River. Now it's back in the possession of the Inu people before going to the rooms in St. John's temporarily. There are hopes that there will soon be a heritage home for the nation's cultural possessions as part of the Inu Land Claims Agreement. Here is our conversation with Jody Ashini. Okay, Jody, so let's uh, let me first ask you about the caribou skin coat and what that is and why it's so important to Inu people. Okay, um, well, the coats are they're from a tradition prior to contact so they were made to respect the caribou master they were used for caribou hunting and used after a successful caribou hunt so during the hunt they would wear the coats they were made for hunters they were made for the people with the power them so the ones that were the ones that could communicate with the uh, animal masters So they were made for these people. And once there was a successful hunt, they actually hung the coats outside of their tents to show respect to the caribou master. Mm. And during a mokushan, uh, which is a feast to honor the caribou master. So they were were very, very important coats to the Inu people and our survival. And the relationship to the coat, to to the caribou master, is um is what uh, a very powerful one it was it was used as a thank you as a way to to hunt it was used to, for the hunters it was a thank you for after a successful hunt so it was a it was a big communication with their with their world and did someone actually wear the coat or was it for for ceremonial purposes only to no, a hunter, hunters would wear, wear the coats for the hunt to bring uh, good luck in hunting 
to try to attract the caribou. Yeah. There are not many caribou skin coats left. I think there's one in uh, a museum in Toronto and one in Ottawa, one at the rooms in, uh, in St. John's. So there are not many of these caribou skin coats around these days. No, there isn't. Actually, we have a few coats in the museum in Gatineau, which we will actually be getting back with the land claim. So we have a, a, in our land claim, there's a part put in there that whatever is in the museum and Gatineau, we will get back. We get to work with them and decide what collections will come back to the Innu people. And there is also a coat in England and Paris. There's a few in, in uh, Washington and the Smithsonian. There might, there's a few, I think, in the Chicago Field Museum. They're, they're very highly sought after coats for museums in the early, like during like early contact. Mm. So people in the Hudson Bay Museum were uh, set out to acquire these coats from the Inu people. There, there were highly sought after. They're one of a kind only in Labrador, Quebec Peninsula have they been found. There's none anywhere else in the world. Mm. And now there's, uh, now there's one more as a result of the discovery of this, uh, of this caribou skin coat at the Labrador Heritage Society in Northwest River, uh, across the river from Shehajit. And it's a bit, uh, unusual for it to be found at the Labrador Heritage Society, because I understand that has mostly settler history. It's Grenfell, Hudson's Bay Company, the fur traders, not Inu stuff there. Yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was kind of a coincidence how it came about. I actually got a tattoo recently of a caribou design from a coat that's in Gatineau that we're getting back. And uh, CBC did a news interview on it uh, in the morning and after it was uh, put out and I had someone contact me after it and said, do, do you know if the museum in Northwest River still has a caribou coat in their possession? And I was like, oh, I didn't know they had one. I said there was one there years ago, maybe like something to look into. So I said, sure, yeah, and I'll, I'll definitely do that. So after I was done messaging them, I messaged the one of the people at the uh, Heritage Society and asked her, is, is, that, is there a coat there? And she said, oh, I'm not sure about that. I'll, I'll look into it and let you know. And this was about four weeks ago, so I never thought no more of it. And then Monday morning, I got a message and like, oh, yeah, we found one. It was in the freezer in the basement. I'm like, oh, was, oh okay, that's amazing. <laughs> and they're very wonderful and agreed to give it back to the Innu and the spirit of reconciliation. So we're very thankful to the Heritage Society. So you get this call and did you head over to the, uh, to the Labrador Heritage Society and look at the, uh, the caribou skin coat? I did. I was so excited. I was, uh, uh, I was stunned. I was like, oh, okay, that's amazing. So I got a... What did, what, did you, what did you find when you went over there? Was it uh, something in a plastic bag or what? No, no. I, I actually got a hold of the uh, conservator in, at the rooms first. And I was like, oh, there's a coat in the freezer. What do we do? Because <laughs> I know how important it is, how... Um, 
Uh, you got to take care of the ink on these coats. It's, it's very delicate now with the age. So I was like, ooh, I don't know if it should be in the freezer, but let, let's check this out. So I talked to the conservator and she said, it's okay, leave it in there. So it's probably protected from the bugs and whatnot, but just make sure you put it in a bag. A garbage bag will do even. So I messaged, I was like, oh no, put it back in the freezer, but the bag's right in a bag. So I went over that afternoon just to make sure it was okay. And I tied up the bag, but before that I took like two pictures and that was it. And it's over there now waiting. I'm supposed to have a call with the rooms now after you. So we'll see when hopefully she'll be traveling out there to stay with our other coats until our culture's winter is open. And that'll be a delicate operation in and of itself, getting it from, um, I guess it'll have to fly from Goose Bay to St. John's. So it has to be, um, it's not a simple matter of throwing it in the luggage rack. It has to be transported in a very careful way. Exactly. And it's got to be warmed up again to like room temperature, very slow process. And you got to make sure that the ice crystals don't damage the paint. And it's going to be a big process to try and get it back to normal temperature and the temperature to be able to uh, preserve it at. But I'm hoping I can talk to the rooms into, they did a showing of one of our coats that we we bought prior on an auction and showed it at the Interpretation Center in Northwest River. So I'm hoping that's something we can do again before it gets sent to the rooms for uh, conservation. Well, I was going to ask you about that because um, you mentioned all the coats that there are in existence, but none of them are really accessible to Inu people to look at uh, unless you go to St. John's or Ottawa or to Paris. So you have this code here. So uh, hopefully people will have a chance to have a look before it's uh, sent off to St. John's. Exactly. And the, the, for the school kids to get out there and, and know the understanding and the importance of these coats that were, were banned from continuing to make after the priests came. So they're, they're very important. There's a lot of uh, history and stuff lost as, from them. So hopefully we can start getting the pride back into our culture and that disconnect, we can kind of connect again to these coats. Now, you mentioned that uh, as part of the land claims, uh, there's going to be a repatriation of um, of Inu stuff back to the big land. So um, what's, uh, what is the status of that? Is that uh, in the far, far distant future or in the foreseeable future, do you think? We're hoping in the foreseeable future. I'm actually, I was working on a four-year feasibility study for the cultural mm-hmm. center for Shahaji, not Toshish. So we're trying to uh, build a cultural center that has a visitor experience center for the national park, the Gamiwapish National Park that will be uh, very close to Shahajit. And we, we'd like, we're gonna try and put them together so that we have continuous funds to continue to operate this cultural center. We're gonna have storage as well as uh, audio recording storage, uh, archives, a place where we can redo or relearn from our, our artifacts and our old cultural, uh, belonging so it's it's very exciting we're in the we have a we have meetings now with the province and the federal government and we're hoping to get our hand well hoping to get in on the pot from the federal government from the indigenous infrastructure fund that has been announced in the budget so mm-hmm. it's 
fingers crossed, it's, it's, it's coming along quite nicely. Jody Ashini, the Heritage and Cultural Guardian for the Inu Nation. To see pictures of the caribou skin coat, check out the Mi'kmaq Matters Facebook page. And that's it for episode 186. Thanks for your support via patreon.com forward slash Mi'kmaq Matters and email transfer mi'kmaq.matters at gmail.com. Reach out to us if there is something we should know about or if you want to comment about anything we cover. Alison Baker is the producer of Mi'kmaq Matters. This is Glenn Wheeler saying, Nemaltus. <laughs>